You have just entered Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence. Here he is, U.S. Navy veteran, author of the book, Progress, Really? And your freedom-loving host, Peter Seraphine. Welcome to Liberty Lighthouse. I am your freedom-loving host, Peter Seraphine. Follow me on social media at P. Seraphine on both Facebook and Twitter. And you can always find the show, Liberty Lighthouse, at liberty-lighthouse.com. Today's show is a follow-up to last week's show. Last week, we talked about our money. What's our money really worth and who the Federal Reserve is and a whole bunch of stuff having to do with the value of that cash in your pocket. So in follow-ups, I like to address your comments, questions, and concerns. I'd like to get them in voice messages where I can play your comment and then respond to it all on the show here. But I didn't get any voice messages. I did get one comment on social media that made me think. It said, great podcast. Few are aware that we are using tokens as money. And that one made me think. It was like, wow, that's a great term, tokens as money. That's exactly what our money is now. Now that it's not tied to gold or silver reserves or anything of value, really, it's just tokens. It's like go into the arcade, you put your money in the machine in order to get other little tokens that you can use in the arcade. Little coins of no cash value, usually say right on them, no cash value, that are only good at that arcade. And that's what our cash is. That's what the money in your pocket is. It's only good as long as the government says it's any good. You can't cash it in for anything else. So I like that phrase. Thanks for that comment. I'm probably going to use that later. Tokens for money. All right. One of the things I forgot to mention in the show was, was uh, another way that countries manipulate the value of their currency. A common way that almost all countries do this is they buy and sell other countries' currencies. Like I said in the show last week, one of the benefits, one of the reasons that a country would like to lower its currency value, to devalue its own currency, is to get better trade deals. Because if your money isn't worth all that much when you're trading with another country, then you get a better deal. So what you do, if you're working on trying to set up a trade deal with, let's say, China. We might start buying lots of Chinese currency, lots of yen. What that does is raises the value of their currency because it's now in demand on the global market, lowers the value of our currency because, you know, hey, why are we buying somebody else's currency? And supposedly gets us a better trade deal. Shrinks that trade deficit. I don't really get it, but it's something that a lot of countries do, including the United States. And speaking of China, China, who uh, just a few years ago got added to the World Trade Organization, and now China, who has been accused of manipulating their currency, being a currency manipulator, ah, I'm not exactly sure what China's doing that's so terrible that they're being labeled as a currency manipulator when we have a Federal Reserve 
who sets rates for whatever reason they want and money that's not tied to anything that the value can be changed simply by printing more money. I don't get it. I don't know what China has done that is so terrible when every country on the planet manipulates the value of their currency one way or another. If you understand it better than I do, love to hear from you. Click that leave a voice message button so that uh, I can get your voice on the show here. We'll turn this into a conversation. All right, one more thing. That's the Federal Reserve. I talked a lot about the Federal Reserve last week, and I've mentioned it already here in this very short follow-up. One thing I didn't mention, the 12 guys on the Federal Reserve Board in Washington, D.C., those 12 people that set all the interest rates that affect your bank accounts and our stock market, so your retirement, those 12 people who have so much power, none of them are elected. 12 bankers who are not elected by the people, 12 people who have the power to completely crush the economy of our country are not elected by the people. How did that happen? Well, we know how it happened. I talked about that. Woodrow Wilson signed the thing like two days before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we know why. And we know how he felt about it afterwards. I've ruined my country by signing this thing that I was so anxious to sign. We, the people, should not allow unelected officials, unelected bureaucrats, unelected bankers to have enough power to completely destroy our country from within. I really don't understand how anybody at any point in history could have ever thought that that was a good idea. But that's the system that we have now. So we either need to pay a lot closer attention to it to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, or we need to change the system. We the people are in control in this country. We the people are the ones who elect the representatives that we sent to Washington. Those representatives have the power to change the system. We, the people, have the ultimate control. Whether the people in Washington want to admit it or not, we, the people, do. We need to stop our bickering back and forth. Oh, Republicans are bad. Oh, Democrats are bad. Oh, liberals, progressives, conservatives, whatever. We, the people, need to band together on certain issues. And personally, I think the fact that our money is nothing but tokens is a pretty good place to start. Well, my friends, that's all I have for this brief follow-up episode. Please subscribe, like, follow, whatever your podcast provider says, whatever they call it. Click that little button so that you hear me next time we come around. We'll be back next week. Not 100% sure what I'm going to talk about next week. I've got two big ideas, uh, both of which are examples of things that we, the people, want our government to do, but they absolutely refuse to do. I got two of them. One is term limits for Congress. It's got like an 80-something percent favorability rating for most polls, but Congress obviously is never going to do that. And the other is a balanced budget amendment. Depending on who you listen to there, it's anywhere from a 56% approval to an 80% approval. So again, 
big majority of the people want a balanced budget amendment, but Congress won't do it. So if you've got a preference as to which one of those two things you want me to talk about next week, leave me a message and I'll do that one. But they're both coming up. I just don't know which one's going to be first. Anyway, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm Peter Seraphine. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter at P. Seraphine for both. Follow the show at liberty-lighthouse.com. You can always find the show there, even if your podcast provider stops working. Like, subscribe, follow, comment, all of that good kind of stuff. Until next time, protect your liberties. Because once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. Are you fed up with progressive society? I'm Peter Serafine, and my frustration led me to write a short book titled Progress. Really? Progress, really, is about the past, current, and future state of American culture, government, and social standing. I urge every liberty-loving American to visit my website, seraphine.com, and order a copy. Give Progress, Really, a quick read and some serious thought. That was seraphine.com, S-E-R-E-F-I-N-E.com. Order your copy today.